Welcome to the Talon Brothers Podcast Experience. Get out of the way! I can't see! There are cars there, motherfucker! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. My name is Nathan Talon, with me today... My name is Nick Talon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. And guess what? I already know what I'm going for for Halloween. I'm going as my us character. <laughs> and right next to him. I'm Tyler. I don't feel like doing an intro. All right. He did an I intro, energy. baby. Energy. This this pod. Uh, let's jump into the news right away. Let's do it, uh, Nate. Some banger <laughs> casting news. Casting that is almost, some say, predestined. Danny Trejo is playing Boots in the Dora Explorer movie. Can I be honest? Don't care. You're not going to go see Dora in the Lost City of Gold, which is just El Dorado, right? I will. But they're not I, calling it El Dorado. I think it's really interesting that they cast a 80-year-old uh, man as a child monkey. I don't know. Just <laughs> Do you know who's playing Swiper? No. Benicio Del Toro. This movie's baffling to me. It's unbelievable. I don't and care watching... about it in the slightest. I watched the trailer for 10 seconds. I saw Boots Head peer out over the ledge, and I was like, "This, it's just not for me. I just don't care. And I'm not when I explain, because we will talk about the trailer. When I explain the trailer, it, it becomes even more baffling of a movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know what it. they're thinking. Okay, Nick, what's your thoughts on Danny Trejo as Boots? It I don't like Tomb Raider. Also, no, no Boots on Boots. What's the point? What's the point of calling His him Boots name. if he doesn't have red boots? Do you think they sing the map song? I don't know. That's what that's what <laughs> Ellie was map. saying. I'm the she's map. Like, she's like waiting for the map to pop up because there is the backpack. It doesn't have a face on it, but they structure the straps and stuff so it looks like it's smiling and it has a face on it. I was just which say, I appreciate, but I was it's just also gonna like, say I would never see this movie if I did not have a, subscri- a subscription service that allows me to see movies for a certain amount. I'd of be months. I'd I'd have some morbid curiosity. I it's a Dora the Explorer care. movie. <laughs> let's just. And the tagline. Hold on. Let's come on, Nate. The, the, the tagline is Explorer is her middle name. Yeah, it's not even true. Gonna suck. This, this could. This is already put in its hat. It's put in its in the running for probably worst movie ever made. Wait. Wait. <laughs> That's not true. Wait. You're telling me the actual tagline for the movie is Explorer is her middle name. I am not lying to you. Move on. Um. Let's just jump into more casting news, maybe even more exciting casting news. John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki star in Nolan's next movie, which we know nothing about so far. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is, you're just putting great at, everyone's like freaking out. I've already heard some friends, oh, how inspired casting choices. And to me, it's just like, yeah, yeah Nolan great, always gets just, good actors. Yeah, it's just good actors, and they're in a Nolan movie. I if It could literally, any good actor in a Nolan movie, people would be like, oh, that's awesome. John David Washington, yeah, it's great. If it was Idris Elba, would people have any different reactions? No, it'd be this. It'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, well, at the bottom line, I think there's only one word to describe this casting. Inspired. What's your so thoughts? inspired, dude. I think that this is an inspiration to me as, as, <laughs> as a filmmaker. Can you make sure that you put your mic- mouth to the microphone, please, instead of staring at your phone? I was looking at important information about. Could you Danny pay attention Trejo. to our podcast? So why are you why are you putting the mic towards your ear instead of when you talk, Nate? You're there's a chainsaw going on. Look at look what you're doing. What are you? Are you blind? Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's how it sits, and I'm my own equalizer. Thank so you. what what do you think of the Nolan casting? Oh, I love it. I 
I I seen every one of his movies, short films included. I'm a big fanboy, uh, because uh, yeah, he got me into movies with Interstellar. That was the movie that got me into movies. So I will watch anything he ever makes. So who who now here's who an interesting do? who's a, here's an interesting question. Here we go, Nathan. Who would you like to see the join the cast? Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Don't you think Amy Jake Gyllenhaal Adams. would be one of the first people? Now, because I'm guessing these. Like John David's the lead, and then you got the two supporting characters. Oh, Robert Pattinson is amazing. I'm excited for that. I'd love to see Michael Caine, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, he needs to get his due. I hope Tom's back. He's not gonna be in it. Tom Hardy. You think he will? Danny DeVito is another. He says he says this movie is inspired sort of by North by Northwest. He could be the plane pilot in the famous scene. What if he's just remaking North by Northwest? <laughs> and then he just uses shots from Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's it's so revolutionary that no one can even think about. Have I seen this before? <laughs> <laughs> the thought process. Well, David Ehrlich tweeted out something that I found pretty interesting. He tweeted out all the movies in the past decade or whatever. That are original movies that were topped at the box office. Like, they were top at the box office for their week opening weekend. And it's all weekend. Christopher Nolan? No. Dunkirk is one of them. I don't know if it's all Christopher Nolan. In- Inception's up there, isn't it? It's Yeah, but it's just like Christopher Nolan seems to be... If there's a director that has pull when it comes to original creativity, it's him. Yeah, and so, Jordan Peele. Who and just Jordan Peele. has two movies on that list, Get Out and yeah. Us. Yes. Which is... Now, here, here's yes. something interesting is that a lot of people... Which is completely like you know you have your own personal opinion. A lot of people don't like Christopher Nolan. They think that he's kind of like treading the line in between actually thoughtful stuff and all this stuff. But what he does right is he combines what people like about art house movies and what people like about blockbuster movies, which is nice original ideas and giant spectacle that's entertaining to watch on screen. And he puts it together, and then that's why it's always. I don't know. At the I don't know if I call it art house. Maybe more so like indie creativity. I don't know. Like independent almost. Yeah, yeah independent. Do you mean art house? Is that what no. you meant to say? Oh, when I picture art house, I think of like experimental, like climax. Or like that's not what art eraser head. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say is that that's what he combines and that's why he always his movies are pretty successful all the time. I agree. It's, it's just a rare thing when you get a director who can sell a movie just, just on their name alone. And you, we, you would think that someone like... Damien Chazelle could do that and you see with First Man. It's just not true. Yeah. It's just really rare that there's someone. You got and, Ridley Scott. Which James Cameron. Is that, yeah. Steven Spielberg. James Cameron. Spielberg probably can, but even like. No, James Cameron isn't true. Alita. He's not the he director, direct but his it. name was on Every the, movie everything. that James Cameron directs, though, somehow just goes bonkers. I don't get it, man. He's just magic. And it's I have ridiculous. a hot take. Damien Chazelle will never sell a movie based off his name anymore because of what happened with First Man's controversy. Well, they didn't sell it off his name, but it's just like it was a good trailer and his name's all over it. And you would think that's the same as a Nolan trailer where the trailer's cool and then you and see it's, well, from visionary Christopher Nolan. Well, the difference, people get really excited well, the and dif- they go see it. The difference between that is when it says from the director of Whiplash and La La Land, that maybe made a combined $200 million. And then when you right. see Nolan's Christopher Nolan, it says Dark, Dark Knight trilogy and Interstellar. Dark. I really think most people know his name too from yeah. Dark Knight. And yeah. that makes people excited. And, and when people see... Yeah. The director of The Dark Knight, they're like, oh, that was a good movie. And, and then, everybody and everybody who said that saw Inception and saw Interstellar and saw all these other movies. So now they've they everybody's pretty familiar with Nolan. Yeah. So he's always going to be a mainstay. And as a when you hear him talk, it's hard king. to not believe he's not a creative do think, genius. Do you think he's faking the accent? No. I think he moved to America when he was like seven. No, I think he's a creative legend. 
I think he has like a pseudo See, fake. For, for Interstellar, me and Hans is just one. You listen to, to his together. brother. His brother is full blown American. That's what's weird. That's bothering me now. <laughs> you gonna let it bother you? I don't. I, it's I don't like, like him. It's like uh, Christian Bale when uh, he whatever movie he's promoting, he talks in that accent. Whatever his character talked in, so it doesn't confuse he the does audience. That? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he didn't do it for Vice. He did it for uh, Dark Knight. Okay, that's for American when... Psycho. Okay, Nate. Let's move on. Well, I I feel like he wouldn't want to talk in the interview like when he's playing. I think we have a deal. What are you? <laughs> can we move on? I don't, you were even talking into the mic. I wonder. That's probably gonna be scary in the edit. <laughs> it was my Lupita Nyong'o voice. Be Okay. Actually, took me out. We'll talk about that. Actually, kind of took me by surprise. Hans Zimmer to score. Dude, are we surprised? Let's get. Yeah, this. I don't know if it. I, it's just fun. Let's awesome. get this masterclass Great. going, baby. Can't wait for it to crash and burn into the box. Oh yeah, hundred percent rotten tomato. Outstanding. What are the one of the what best sci-fi compl- movies made in decades? Blah blah blah. How is this movie even made? Thirty-two million opening weekend. No, ten million. <laughs> Freaking no. bomb. They only made a hundred dollars off who was in our <laughs> theater. No one else saw it outside of Rockford. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Um, uh, Shazam early reviews. 97% Rotten Tomatoes. I knew a People baby, say it's awesome. The way I was looking at it is like, the way I viewed it is the same way I viewed Deadpool when it came out, where it's like Deadpool was refreshing when it came out. It was different. It was unique. It was creative. And I th- when I saw the first trailer for Shazam when it came out, what, six months ago now, same time Godzilla came out and everything, I was excited. I was like, this actually looks fun. It looks funny. And it looks good. Let's get it. So I'm happy Here's for my it. point of view on Shazam and why I think – uh, this could be a potential. So far, my list for the year, pretty lackluster of the movies I've seen. I think this could top the list. It's coming out soon, so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I think it, what Spider-Man Homecoming tried to do something with kids when they try to make it like that kid adventure movie, but also like a coming-of-age movie and a superhero movie. I still enjoyed Homecoming, but it didn't really like they. It was like pretty much all talk. It just felt like a Spider-Man movie, like a by-the-numbers Spider-Man movie, where this. People are saying it feels like those Spielberg adventure movies. It feels like it's about, like, and then uh, even in David, oh, however you pronounce his last name, Ehrlich, his review when he talks about how we see it all the times in movies like Incredibles and Watchmen and even the MCU where people coexist with these superheroes, but there's always that line where it's like, here's the superheroes, here's the people, they're not the same. Uh, They judge them or they either love them, where this one, since he's a kid, that turns into a superhero, and he's not necessarily that superhero. Like the line is non-existent, and they, it's like a way more interesting uh, dynamic between the sort of relationship that we've come to expect with, especially like the MCU and stuff like that. That sounds cool. And I'm excited. I they're really not am. shying away from saying that it's in the same world where Zod destroyed Metropolis and all that stuff happened. So, who knows what they're trying with the DC? If, like, because so far the reviews are great. I think it's tra- going to track well at the box office. So it's like if this does well. What do they do with the DCU? Yeah, what's happening? I that's the one thing I don't get, but I'm Who knows, man. They're reboot. They're making the new Suicide, Suicide Squad is all reboot. new characters and. But just... that's the thing is they're not. It's they're like I keep seeing the headline saying that it's a total reboot. It's not, but it's not a total no, no, reboot. No, 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 no. But it's it's, it's a, new characters. Yeah, and it's, it's a new be story. Like, it it's a reinvention or a re. Yeah, what's the? There's a different word from reboot. Reboot's the wrong word. But I know, people... and people were. I saw a thread on. Uh, Twitter too, where it's like I think people need to come when they're talking about these comic book movies to get like to know some of the terms used in comic books because that happens all the time in 
where it's like a new author comes in. It's not necessarily a complete reboot of the character. It's just like I forgot what the I word am, is too. But I am excited to go see it. That's gonna be a good day for me. Cubs open their season, and then that night I go see Shazam. That'll be a fun day. And speaking of the DCU, oh, uh, we got James Gunn that's gonna do Suicide Squad too, but he's also back as the director for Which Guardians of the Galaxy me. Volume Three. Because Disney doesn't strike me as someone to say or say that they messed up, or not even that, just basically go back on their word. Here's my theory. Go ahead. Are you sneezing? When it was high. And uh, political tensions were high. All this stuff was high at the moment. They said, "Step down. We're gonna bring you back. Like once everything cools down, we'll bring you back." In. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they told him, "Listen, we're just gonna do this. Just stay off now. Twitter for like six months, and then we'll bring you back." Not, they wouldn't have told the Guardians cast though, because then they they actually put more fuel on the fire. No, we, we that helped in, play into it. We live in a two-day are... news cycle. I think because was there any outrage when he got hired back? Nope. 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 I mean, for maybe thirty minutes on Twitter. I didn't hear it. I didn't see anything negative. To me, uh, I just, I'm bored. I want to see him do something else. Now, I watched him do Guardians 1, which I thought was great. I watched him do Guardians 2, which I didn't think was as inventive. Well, I'd like to see or, him finish a well series that Guardians he started. One. But now I have to watch him do Suicide Squad, which is essentially the Guardians of the DC Universe. <laughs> so that's already Guardians 3. And then I have to watch him do Guardians 3 again. He's making four movies in a row without breaks that are all very similar tones very similar styles and then it's like i'm with you tyler i just want to see some diversity i I what if he can't do it though like what if he can't make a movie i don't know if they're all good i'm not gonna have an issue but i saw a severe decrease in quality from guardians one to two i agree but some people like guardians two better i don't think the trend is like it's just going down i just is he gonna make something that's as good as guardians one again that when all these movies are really similar i just don't think tyler i think i was with you in the earlier podcast episodes when we were talking about it when it was breaking that i didn't really i wasn't as mad about the whole situation that you were but i was excited for it to be a new opportunity for someone else to come in. I was excited about that portion of the story. Well, like, I wasn't mad. What situation was I mad at? Well, no, like you were happy he was gone. Well, I mean, I, I was just like, I don't I don't remember. I was happy but, he was gone because I wanted someone else to direct it. Hey, well, yeah, I'm on the same the page stuff. with you yeah. there. Yeah. What I was saying, okay, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just see. I'm not excited for Suicide Squad. I really hope it flops at the box office just to prove a point. Um, will, yeah, that's He just elbows back in. He's dead shot. Yeah, Eater's Elba's also in Hobbs dead and Shaw. Dead back in it? Or did you just make it, that It's Eater's Elba. He's in it? Yeah, he's dead shot. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, don't lean don't lean on that side arm I'm panel. I'm actually pulling it towards me, Nick. Okay. I was just making sure. Damn. Nick the dick. Yeah, nice one, dude. All right. Uh, Disney Fox deal is done. Thousands of people through. lose their jobs. Uh, you know what, though? Uh, just survive in advance. Am I right? What are you showing me? Idris Elba's Deadshot in the Suicide Squad. I don't care, Nate. Yeah, whatever. Okay, but the Fox acquisition, um, yeah, I mean, good for Disney. They just keep expanding. They Eventually, they'll probably buy our house, Nate, from us. I hope so, honestly. <laughs> when are they going to start sponsoring our podcast so we can get money? Yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm not afraid to be a shill. I'm not either. I don't I'm already it. halfway <laughs> there because I enjoy most Marvel movies, so <laughs> why don't you just pay me to keep Well, that's, that's the thing. People will get mad when people sell out, but can you blame them? If someone, <laughs> I, straight up, if someone offered me money, yeah, my content quality is going to dip because I'm going to just be cashing checks. Anyway, 
that's all I have to add to the Fox what's Disney more, And what's more important, being honest or cashing checks? Like, let's be real. <laughs> no, here's the I thing. I think we've learned that in today's society <laughs> that cashing checks is way more important. Disney, you would go to their website or whatever. It, they already changed their banner. Had to yeah. If I spent six stuff. billion dollars on a franchise, I would be flaunting no, everything. Yeah, and it's weird. You see the Simpsons on there. You see Avatar's Shape of Water. There, Shape of Water's up there. They're like, it's weird, man. They no, own it's not like weird. everything. How come people think this is weird? They spent six billion dollars no, to acquire they, it. Uh, they spent seventy-one billion. What? Seventy-one point nine or seventy-one point two billion dollars to acquire it? Yeah. The, that's even worse. <laughs> Why are people surprised? What do you mean? No, Nobody's surprised. No one's surprised. It, We're just it's all just weird out to that, see. Oh, it's becoming a monopoly. Yeah, it's weird Disney's to see everything. Out. Like The Simpsons is huge. Disney yeah. owns The Simpsons now. Wait, that I feel means like that Mickey Mouse in The Simpsons is canon now. I do yeah. think that they're going to. It's not like Disney's going to come over and start stepping in and being like, "All right, we're changing The Simpsons." Now, you know what I mean? No, they're yeah, going to yeah. let them keep at it. It's just annoying that it's all under the same umbrella and that Disney's now making. Yeah, they spent seventy-one billion, so they can make seventy-one fucking trillion. You know, it's just dumb. Who cares? At the end of the day, the world's doomed anyway. We literally, our voices mean nothing. So at the, you can't get too depressed about it or else that's how you falter to death. <laughs> good point, Nick. Good call. All right. So I could care less. You know what? I can't get too sad over I over for one, merger. I for one welcome our Disney overlords. Uh, this is now a property of Disney. The Talent Brothers podcast has been acquired. <laughs> uh, we sold for 250 bucks. <laughs> Dude, I would sell our podcast. Like, If someone wanted to script our podcast, I would probably accept $1,000. Like... <laughs> They can have a say whatever. We could just spew propaganda, a thousand bucks for each of us though. If they, if they, if they, if they paid for my popcorn and drink at a Marvel movie, I'd say it's good. No, that's too steep, Nate. You have right. very low standards, and that's why you're sitting on the ground while me and Tyler are sitting on our thrones. I'm Let's sitting down on. here because I do all the work on this freaking thing. Yeah, you suck. Let's move on. Make sure the mic's by your mouth. It is. People can hear me. Hey. Let's jump into the trailers. Okay. First trailer that we're going to talk about, Toy Story 4. I thought it was a good trailer. I like Toy Story. I like Pixar. You know what? Let's do it. Um, I thought it was not the greatest trailer. Oh. But I really like the direction they're taking Woody. And at first I thought um, like the whole movie just wasn't, why are they doing it? But they're changing his outlook on life, which they didn't do for the first three movies. And I think that's a really interesting way to take the story. Yeah. And it, I think that's a good way to have an excuse for a fourth movie. So it doesn't feel yeah. like just the same thing again. And I agree. I think it looks good. Let's, let's fuck up Woody's mental state to get yeah, a couple like more Yeah. Like it's movies. existential crisis. Woody and I'm all there for I like it. The spoon. Yeah. I, I, I like agree the though. Spork. Yeah. I like the, I, he's real existential crisis. He's like, I shouldn't even be alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I think that the trailer wasn't that like the way it was put together wasn't that great, but I enjoyed what I was seeing in yeah, the trailer. Yeah. I think the I animation looks gorgeous. The shot when they're standing under the car and like the range dripping down. Oh yeah, Woody. it was like a freaking. It was like and a here's, great shot. Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. Go Nate. Go. Woody, Woody leaves all the friends at the end. Yeah, and that yeah. that thing where you think it's Andy and uh, Jesse. That's the future and, kid. Yeah, that's Andy's kid, and. Since Woody left the group, yeah. they got to play with Andy's people, kid and Woody's. Because people were tweeting, and that's the sad. People were thing tweeting that's... screenshots of it, saying, "Did Pixar forget how Andy looked in the originals?" It's like that's not Andy. That's either a jump ahead of Andy's kids, or that's uh, Woody's new kid. People are stupid. But Buzz and Jesse are being played. Those are the same people that didn't understand. Bow. Let's get it. Um, and also, like the line that like sold me when I was like, "Holy crap!" 
Like I don't I wasn't expecting Toy Story 4 to get like this. And it's not really super dark cuz it's not still an dark, animated soft. movie. No. When he says uh when he's like like this is something that you wouldn't expect when he's like I was made to like be like played by played with by kids like for my entire life but I never I don't remember it being this hard. It's like Jesus, this is like turning into a psychology. No, like I know a, that's why I, psychological. I did like the tra- I heard a lot of people not enjoying it, and I was like, yeah, you know, there weren't like really any funny jokes or anything that sold me, but I think the story that it's selling, yeah, got me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I'm, we'll I'm see. ready to go. I'm ready to ball my eyes out again. Yeah, I won't cry, but I will have a good time. Yeah, it's I'll only just... it's only when people use iPhone footage of Disneyland you start crying. Disney World. Because the only reason I was crying is because of the merger at from that shot but i have to go back and i have to say something <laughs> just rewatched. we did i didn't talk about it on the game of thrones podcast go ahead and listen to our game of thrones podcast that will be up shortly um we know nothing i watched the winds of winter again when the baby shot cuts the john snow's face okay so it's, now we're just <laughs> yeah what are we doing <laughs> i almost cried okay. because it, just for, stop just stop for Next, two reasons on. i agreed though yes the first time i saw it i had a tear wallin I didn't, and then I was cry. with people, so I went like, I did a <laughs> thing, with, yeah, in. like the, the cloudy with the chance of meatballs thing, where I stuck my tear back in. I got choked up when I was reading the book. Why were you choking? Like I said, I got choked <laughs> up. Yeah, what were you eating? Read the next fucking trailer. <laughs> Why would you cuss on our podcast? Yeah, this you is swear PG. More than me. I don't swear. Swear. I haven't lied in three I'm years. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> you Go said ahead. you were happy. Go ahead. All right, John Wick three. New trailer. Didn't watch it. What? What? I didn't watch it either. What? <laughs> you guys didn't watch the John podcast. Watch John trailer. We'll oh watch it after. Let's Great just trailer. Let's watch it live. Great trailer. Bang no, let's not watch it live. Uh, no, because then we get the audio coming do. in too. Yeah. Um, I don't. Want, do they show any more plot than the first trailer? Because I don't want to see anything. I, I just. There was one thing that they showed that I was like, I wish I would have got that in the movie, but it's not like it's something that you can infer will happen, so it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Uh, lots of Matrix references yet again. Um, but yeah, action looks great. The they show more like the mo- motorcycle thing. Is this coming to IMAX? Because I want to see it in IMAX. <laughs> oh, I hope so, baby. Can't wait. But we'll see. Oh uh, yeah, John Wick three, Chapter three, Parabellum. Really hate the title. Really bad look for that. Why don't they just call it John Wick three? There's been a problem with titles. Yeah, there's been what? a problem yeah, with titles I agree. coming. Where it's like you have John Wick, John Wick ta- Chapter two, and then you have John Wick three, Parabellum. No, why? No fluidity with yeah, the title. I don't understand why movies always feel the need to put the name colon subtitle. I'm perfect if every movie sequel is just blank two. That's totally fine. Now here's something that I can understand when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where Iron Man did the one two three, right? Yeah. Now, if every single Marvel movie did the same thing, I feel like it'd get weird. No, I agree, like, and that's fine, but it makes sense. Captain America, the first Avenger. But Captain then, America, the Winter Soldier. They yeah. didn't do Captain America 1, yeah. Captain America 2, Captain America Civil War. So then, yeah, here we go. Because then we get How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon 2, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. So now when I put it up on the shelf, it it's going to be 1, it. 2, where's 3 at? 3 doesn't exist. Same thing with The Incredibles. It, it it's The Incredibles. And the second one is just Incredibles 2. Are you kidding me? Just throw the the on there. I The one thing I don't get is, like, I didn't go to marketing school. I don't how know about, if... How about Fast and Furious? How about, yes, Ralph, be the best how about Ralph Breaks the Internet? Just call Wreck-It Ralph 2. That's a bad one, I don't. Too. The one thing I don't get is it may be, like, a marketing thing, or advertising thing that you study in school, 
But, like, it can't affect the film's value that much, can it? Like, adding Parabellum on makes it lose a million, three million dollars. It can't be that, right? If you named it John Wick Chapter 3, the same people are going to go be going to see it if you named it Parabellum. Yeah, I don't get it. How about The Fast and the Furious? Too Fast, Too Furious. The Fast and the Furious colon Tokyo Tokyo Drift. Drift. Fast Fast and Furious. Furious. Fast Fast 5. Fast and Furious 6. Furious Seven, the hateful fate, 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 fate of the hate of the eight, fate, uh, fate of the furious, fate of the furious, and then you have fat, the Fast and the Furious present presents Hobbs and, and Shaw. <laughs> Those movies yeah, suck. The, that's like, just yeah, that's the worst. Oh yeah, so trailer, uh, uh, next trailer, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll be straight up, trailers, whatever. I liked what I saw, but at the end of the day, I was just like, yeah. Well, I feel like there it's hard to show a trailer yeah. for a Tarantino movie yeah. because it's a really dialogue driven kind of wonky. <laughs> no, like I, I love it. Agree, right, but so, as a trailer itself, I'm like, yeah, I I saw the trailer and I know we have some friends that were just losing their minds. I lost stuff. my mind. And I, I watched it. And I I, th- I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see the movie, but it's not like the trailer was one of the greatest. I've it, ever yeah, the seen trailer did oh, not no. change my excitement exactly. at all. Yeah, but I love the but last love, scene with Leo. I do, and then but it's a little bit. I, I just like there. the first one. He's like, "What carrying carrying his load?" Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt, <laughs> deadpan Brad Pitt's in the movie. That's Amazing. exciting. The guy playing Bruce Lee is awesome. His like cadence, oh, his yeah. cadence. It, he is, is Bruce Lee. Yeah, know. his cadence is excellent. The way like he was talking, everything. It was like I was like, "Holy crap!" Deadpan Brad Pitt when he says the manslaughter thing. That's yeah, great. Like, well, yeah, it's, but, anyone goes to jail if you kill someone accidentally. Well, it's manslaughter. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I'm excited for it. Probably gonna be number one of the year. Let's yeah. be honest. If like if Quentin Tarantino plays his cards right, this could be his best picture winner. Like if it's like based on what it is, the subject matter at hand, all that stuff, where it would be the most accessible for a best picture win. Where like Inglorious Bastards was probably like the closest, mm-hmm. but like Django was pretty close. I don't think it had in that year. Like it had a chance. Of, I don't remember. But I have to say the sure. ending thing with it's Leo. Just that's on the nose, you know. But it's per, it's a perfect ending for the trailer where it's yeah. like that's the best acting I've ever seen. And then but it's... like, like it, it gave me flashbacks of the end of Inglorious Bastards where you can tell that like Quentin's like yanking his own on it when he's like he's legit looking into the camera and he's like, well, that just might be my masterpiece. And you're like, come on, Quentin. We all Dude, the movie was great, but grow now up, Nate. I hate when people tell me how I'm supposed to feel. How good that yeah. is. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, I guess. <laughs> but that's it. Like, I still thought the ending was hilarious, talk especially about... when he's like crying afterwards. He's like, can we talk about the last black man in San Francisco? Oh, yeah, that's dude. Let's talk about that trailer. It looks I... excellent. That jumps up. It a twenty four movie. A twenty four movie looks beautiful. based off a book. Beautiful cinematography automatically jumps up to top three on the year for me. If you take out, you know, your Star Wars is in your. Yeah, so it's years. not in your top three. I don't get it. Actually, no, it's it in is. your top three. If you, if your top three is not your top three. Fuck off, May. <laughs> I'd put it above Star Wars. No, Star okay. Wars. Star Wars is up there. No. I'd I'd put so many. Like to be honest, it's like I'd put Once Upon a Time above Star Wars. I'll put Goldfinch above Star, Star Wars. Star Wars is so low for me. Like I, it's not even. We like, can't bring on up my the, radar in terms. I'll of put excitement. Shazam above Star oh, Wars. No, I had on. Us above this Star is Wars. The f- I don't care if you not guys anymore. hate it. No, listen. I don't care Ford if you hated the son. Last Jedi or not. I don't no, give a that's hell. What I'm saying. This is the end of the Skywalker's story. And that, that's it's the not thing. even a Skywalker that's, story, dude. That's the thing is I should care more. These characters exactly. don't matter anymore after this episode. That's what, and I'm they sure don't once the trailer comes that's out, I'll be excited. like, <gasps> but the trailer's not out yet, so my anticipation is yeah, different. I, agree. I don't care about you guys. 
if Star Wars comes out and it's a dope trailer and they go, just kidding, Snoke's alive and Ray is Luke's daughter, I'm pumped. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'd, 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 all in the trailer. <laughs> I'd hate it more. It right I'd say I'm not going to see this movie. As long as the trailer does everything I wish The Last Jedi did it, <laughs> then I'm ready for I'll episode nine. All right, let's move on. Okay, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Last Black Man in San Francisco. I think it looks bad. great. Acting Beautiful. seems good. Yeah. It's just, it, it really caught me by surprise. It's very poetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Ow, my eye. Cinematographer really hasn't done much either. Before that movie, I looked it up. People are saying on Twitter that the docu style cinematography has been overused recently, like on the trailer and, and everything like them? that. And I was like, dude, if it looks could, good, it looks good. You shoot for the project if that's what the project calls for. Grow up, am I right? Let's get it. All right, uh, last trailer is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Nick, you didn't watch it, correct? And I do not plan to. I watched the first uh, ten to twenty seconds, and could I just? I don't care. So, I don't care. I'm so, not going to see. So it. Michael Pena is, is her the dad. dad. I saw that, and I forgot what her name is that plays her mom. But they're two prominent that. actors, and then Dora is the girl from Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. And I'm watching this, and then the way they're setting it up, I'm like, okay, it's just going to be like a action adventure sort of kids action adventure movie. But then it just twists into, like, she has to go to high school. Like, they say, we're going to go find the Lost City of Gold, and you got to go to high school. So then it cuts, and then they're in high school. She's getting made fun of because her parents are explorers. But then some people like her that she's an explorer. And then they go on a field trip, and they go to the net, this museum, right? And these people capture them and says, you're going to help us find your parents and find the City of Gold. So then her and a bunch of friends from school get kidnapped and brought over back to where she just came from and then she has to help find the lost city of gold i was scrolling on my phone the whole time you said that i heard the ending part she finds it's because gold. you don't actually like paying attention to our podcast yeah unless you're talking you don't care it's 100 percent. oh true. you guys really caught me idiots <laughs> i don't i really don't care about I don't care about Dora, and I listen to everything else you guys have said of this podcast episode. But this is a film, eh, dude? Shut up. <laughs> Boots yeah, that, is in that the sounds movie. really interesting that they made it even less interesting than I could have I know. imagined. That, it when, as soon as it showed high school, I was like, please don't tell me this is just her in high school. Like, oh, it's my the, God. It's That's the same thing as the Kim Possible movie that just came out. It changed my this mind. this is coming to theater. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird because that's funny. I, I saw the first 10 or 20 seconds where everyone was like, okay, so she's going to travel in the jungle. It'll be fun for kids. I'm sure they'll like it, whatever. And then you, you may, like that makes it that makes it 10 times worse, and it already looked horrendous. Yeah. That's bizarre. That's my thought process. Okay. That's it for trailers. Let's jump into what we watched. I think we should I, save us for last. Can I go first? Because I want to talk about Captain Marvel because we didn't really get to talk about it much. It was and, very quick, and I'd like to discuss it a yeah, little bit and more. And I went and rewatched it. You saw it a second time. Yes, with my girlfriend's family. Interesting. Um, so you want me? You want me and you bounce it? Yeah, I don't well, care. Anymore. I said my piece. Okay, let me just say what I have to say because it adds nothing. I went and saw it again, and it changed my mind on absolutely nothing. Uh, I literally thought the exact same thing. Just a complete generic middle of the road superhero movie, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if your goal is to make money and gain excitement for your next coming films and add another character to the universe. So I was fine with that. I don't really care at the end of the day. I, I was really disappointed. Um, I saw your guys' review scores for it before I got a chance to see the movie, and I thought I would like it a little more based on what all my friends are saying. 
you guys are all saying similar stuff that it's kind of it's fun just fine you know middle of the road marvel movie i really thought it was bottom tier uh really poorly done um i don't think brie larson had any character in the movie at all like i don't know anything about her other than the fact that she's a smart ass and she's just quippy the whole time and just is mean she's kind of like condescending and mean almost is how i read it and i i didn't enjoy her Um, i don't like the humor in it at all the humor wasn't funny. Sam Jackson was good. But oh, yeah. He doesn't, again, there's no story. There's like, there's nothing happening. There's no depth to anything. I think the, my favorite character was Ben Mendelsohn. I yep. did think that was an interesting twist. I don't want to s- spoil anything, but what they did with the villain of the movie I thought was I really agree. interesting, and I liked it more than I thought. But then Jude Law's character and what was going on with them didn't make any sense to me. The plot's hard to follow. I mean, I saw the movie with my 10-year-old sister who loved it, by the way, and I'm very happy she loved mm-hmm. it. That was great. But, I mean, she she turns and asks me what's going on, and I have to look at her and go, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. The one... You know what I mean? And it's just like, it, it, it just, I was disappointed. I thought it was very bland and generic. It didn't feel like there was any style or distinction to the movie whatsoever. You Anybody in the planet could have directed this movie. The action was boring. The plot was boring. I, I did I not make agree. me more excited for Infinity War at all. Cause what about that post credit scene, dude? It's funny. I, I saw the movie with my little sister and a friend of mine, and uh, when the movie ended, we all stood up and left, and we didn't watch the post credit scene because I didn't care about them. I have to say, the one thing that, the one takeaway I got from this movie, and yes, there's a joke incoming, but it's the truth. Maybe really sad, uh, come as you are place in this movie by Nirvana, which means that Nirvana is canon in the Marvel universe, which means Kurt Cobain is dead in that universe as well. Very sad times. Um, I guess the only positive is Gwen Stefani is also alive and kicking in the Marvel universe. Um, that being said, I guess the only way, the only difference that parts with me and Tyler's opinions is that it made me slightly more excited for uh, Endgame, whereas for him it did not. That's literally how, like the how did they how did they justify putting that CGI shot of her when she's falling and she learns to fly at the end that's in the trailer too? How did they tell themselves that's good? Let's put that in the movie because they it saw is so bad. They saw into the Spider Verse. It looks terrible. It, there was just so much in the movie that I didn't like and didn't care about and was disappointed by. It really upset me, and that's my opinion. It has nothing to do with me hating women or being a white guy. It's the fact that I watched the movie and when it ended, my brain told me you didn't like it, and I've got to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I think you have to listen because, to your heart, baby. I think it's because uh, you're a misogynist. Okay, let's move on to the next. <laughs> well, okay, so then- I loved Wonder Woman. Then I saw Captain Marvel, and I decided I'm a misogynist. <laughs> so now. then I went and saw Us, but we'll talk about that later. Rewatch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Uh, the Leap of Faith, great scene. Top three best superhero scenes, in my opinion. I watched the short film that came on the Blu-ray after the movie called Spider-Ham, Caught in a Ham. Did you guys that watch the bomb. extended edition of the movie? I did not yet. I will, Did though. you? No. Is it on the Blu-ray? Yeah. It's, I, yeah I got What's the extended? And you just didn't watch it? It's like know, 20 minutes longer, I didn't right? know. No, that. well, it's the it's called the alternate universe cut, and it's like... No, we didn't watch it. We started it, and we were, like, worried that it was going to just be, be completely different, different yeah. so we just... There's different stuff, and they added 20 minutes of footage. Really? So I'm watching that when I can. And I'll give a, a, a different review, and this one will just be five-star banger no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and then, really fast, last night I rewatched Lady Bird, and I have to say that was my first time since watching it in the theater. Really beautiful movie, just like the way it looks and everything like that. Great coming of age story. I think Saoirse Ronan kills it 
as a teenage American girl uh, growing up in the early 2000s. And also one of my favorite scenes that I completely forgot about in that movie from that year is when she walks up to uh, Timothy Chalamet in the parking lot. And she says that she put the Mary, just married to Jesus on the nuns thing. He says, that's hella tight. And then they go on to talk. And she says, I'm going to kill your whole family. And he says, what? And then it pauses for a second. And he's like, my dad has cancer. So I guess God's doing it for us already. That's a great Jesus. scene. Great scene in the movie. But anyway, that's all I watched. It was just kind of a week of rewatching. I bet. I guess this month has been kind of a compressed, compressed uh kind of month for me just because it was the month after the oscars and nothing much really piqued my interest that was coming out but uh i'll hit it pretty hard next month us came out we'll talk about that go ahead everyone else i mean i didn't watch much either i can just jump into mine go ahead nate i watched i go ahead i watched a movie called anastasia animated movie fantasia uh, i think mickey's good in that anastasia late 90s about about the missing (laughs) russian princess like it's based on a true story of the missing missing russian princess yeah um it's like end of the 90s so they're experimenting with like 3d backgrounds with like 2d animation some of the stuff is beautiful a lot of the musical numbers are great just like yeah it's it's almost on the cusp of like being great i just thought it was good um but and now I get, like people are always clamoring like she's an honorary Disney princess even though she's not uh, part of Disney. She's now Russian, she is. Though, dude, we don't like the Russians. But now she is part of Disney, so now she's a Disney princess. Oh. Interesting. I also watched Eraserhead. Did not give it a score. I don't know what I watched, but it was something interesting. David Lynch is a very interesting. Would you watch man. it again? Maybe. I mean, it's short. It's May- an hour and a half. Have you seen Mulholland? So, yeah. No. Me and Tyler watched that a couple months ago, and we both had a great. Like, that was you probably like Mulholland Drive more because it's a little bit more concrete. Yeah, there's yeah. something. I, I've heard Eraserhead. You watch it, and you go, I don't know what to pull from that, and that's I why think I thought about. Blue I have Bellamy. my interpretation of it, but I'm not like I don't okay. know if it's the true. It's just what I pulled from it. Um, but yeah. I'm excited to watch his other movies, but I just maybe he might not be for me. We'll see. Mahalan Drive. I heard that's like everyone I loves loved it. Drive, I think but. that that's a great film. Film A. <laughs> it's just when when you get at directors that do this experimental, abstract kind of surrealism stuff, it's hard to strike that balance of making it also entertaining. And I think Mulholland Drive gets that because there's some really great performances with Naomi Watts and uh, some other beautiful women. And uh, it's just it strikes that balance between being really entertaining and also abstract and surreal. Where I didn't feel Blue Velvet did, and you're kind of saying yeah. Eraserhead maybe didn't get that. It's Eraserhead's very, you know, I respect it too because it was made for like next to nothing, which is yeah. in and of itself of a feat, and it got such acclaim that a movie that anyone could really make, you just got to have the brain for yeah, it. Yeah, good feat. Yeah, that's true. And Lynch has great hair too. Yeah. Similar to Eraserhead in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He so, does have good hair. He very good hair. And he's, he's also he's like, older. He's also like you'd think he'd speak with a British accent, but he's like from Mississippi or something. Is he really? Yeah. I thought he'd be from Australia. Okay, Tyler, go ahead and jump into your movie. I that's it. All I watched is Captain Marvel oh. and now we're gonna talk about us, right? Did everybody yeah. get through everything? Yeah. So Us was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Going into it, I was super high on it. And as I was watching, it starts off very powerful. I was like, okay, we're in for something special. And then it kind of goes down, and it's just, like, very enjoyable. And then at the end, I was kind of left 
I still enjoyed the movie a whole lot, but I was still left disappointed than what I wanted. I, I, I agree with you, Nate, where there's a lot of aspects of the movie that I liked and it is enjoyable and I would say it's a good film. But it didn't live up to what I thought – or it. I just didn't end up liking it as much as I wanted to. And what I will say is that it's directed very well. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly well acted. It just didn't land for me the way I wanted it to. And it didn't make me any less excited for what Jordan Peele does next. Like whether I gave this movie five stars or I, I ended up giving it like a three, I'm still equally as excited for what yeah. Jordan Peele does next because he's so talented. I agree with, I agree with you. And I just have to say that this was up there for me, most anticipated. I don't. It was probably top ten. I don't know if it was top five. I was excited to see what he did next. Um, and I ended up liking it. But at the same time, the more and more I thought about the movie, which I understand with abstract movies like this, you can't really do this. But the more I talked to Nate about it, the more I talked to my girlfriend about it, the more questions and the more holes in my mind for the movie came up. And stuff just didn't really fall for me. It and didn't I, land. And I can respect – because like – of course, he's going figuratively. He's going as like I love the perspective. Certain, yes. Yeah, he's going like certain allegories and stuff like that. And I can understand if you are able to uh, forgive some of those things where it's like, okay, so just because he's did it this way, it would open up some holes. I can understand if you can forgive that. I personally cannot. I'm listening to this explanation. There's like a 10-minute plot explanation at the end and of the movie make sense. where it just keeps – instead of like supposedly tying things up, it's opening more things where I'm like, well, how come this didn't happen? How come this didn't happen? Right. What is the actual rules of this movie? Well, like I me, thought I knew the rules based on my own interpretation, and then I yeah, the said rules, that, and then I just don't know. The rules, rules are up in the air. Well, I think that's the problem for me in the movie, like literally the whole movie. And then I guess it's it's not supposed to matter. It's all fig- – but to me it matters because well, it's still a movie. Well, here's the thing. He makes it – it's an abstract and kind of surreal movie like we're talking about, and I think – the Rotten Tomatoes audience score reflects that. The general audience is not responding well to this movie, and I think it's because it's a little bit more out there. But then at the end of the movie, he tries to ground it in reality instead of making it just kind of abstract and bizarre. Which and causes once you problems. ground it in reality, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well then how come it doesn't follow anything realistic whatsoever? Yeah. How come there's yeah. all these inconsistencies? Yeah. And that and I, I heard agree. I talked I to one of my good friends, Roman. Shout out to Showtime with Roman's podcast. Shout out to Showtime so. with Roman. He uh, podcast. He really liked the movie, and he was saying that <laughs> all these little things didn't bother him because of the kind of because of the messages in the movie yeah, and the style of it and stuff. And I, I and I agree. I can understand that. But for me, at the end, when it tries to ground itself in reality with this exposition dump of how everything fits together, then I have all these questions, and it just doesn't add up. And I think that's I, why I don't like it. I think that's perfectly described. I obviously it didn't hurt my view on it as much as it hurt yours but i agree 100 percent. i think that um it was this whole abstract movie where the rules are kind of up in the air and everything and then it tried to bring it back to reality but then that just raised a hundred more questions instead of leaving it open-ended which would have been a safe i mean not even safer just probably just, the smarter move yeah i i have this other thing too where people think it started as like a twilight zone concept and then he tried to like expand it into a, he's like i like this idea a lot so he tried to expand it into a movie oh that's that's possible. an interesting point where you can see like okay here if it's just a family it's yourself coming to kill you that's the basic idea yeah. and then it's okay well now let's try and make it realistic and then yeah. all of a sudden it starts yeah. to lose its identity um oh uh, shoot what was i gonna say i don't even remember i like how i like how there's aspects of the other people that what i mean what's the word for them just the, the doppelgangers yeah. yeah 
I like the little uh, nuances that are added to them. Great performances. Uh, like the red. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you see the movie, you'll know. But like the red color jumpsuits, uh, the one glove, as Roman was saying in our group chat, like the little stuff like that is really cool. The attention to detail. That's why I'm really excited to see the director's uh, commentary on this yeah. when it comes out. Although uh, I don't think it's as as good as get out no. uh, i'm excited to see jordan peele walk you through the movie if yeah. that's even an option yeah, on the and Blu-ray. I, i'm excited to watch it again because once you watch it again you start to pick up on certain things as well but how i would like compare it is like you see like this olympic diver dive off the diving board and what you're seeing is super impressive and then at the end instead of like the perfect landing it's not like a complete belly flop but it just like they falter a little bit and they just kind of messed up everything that was so impressive of the first hour and a half of the movie and then just that's a good way and then you're left with just seeing their landing and it's kind of like that's where i was like and then i was like it kind of lands on his face a little bit i was like please don't land like that like please don't let well to me ending is very important to me there's some aerial shots and when that was happening i was like this is the end of the movie but i didn't want it to be yeah i was like (sighs) and and not a good way either it was more like it was more like when i saw the ending coming is that i was like oh here's the end and i was waiting for that final cut to black I was like, as soon as I started seeing like the aerial stuff, I was like, oh no. I was like, kind of like, yeah. But I like the perspective. I like the deeper theme he tried yeah, to incorporate. Yeah. I like all the I like the little yeah. details. I like the message. I like the theme, but that doesn't automatically yeah. make it. Oh, a great no, movie, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I think that. I feel like some people I know make that uh, error in their thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree with you guys. Uh, I, I ended up liking it. The same as Nate, a little bit more than Tyler, but I agree with all the points you made. I'm I, excited to see it again. Excited to see the director's commentary. I was upset that I wasn't scared more. Oh, there I wasn't was scared. There was never a point scared, in the movie where I was, other than the the beginning, I think the opening sequence is the scariest scene yeah, in the film. I agree. Yep. And then, like, after that, it's like I you know too much information right away, and the humor and just the way it's put together i was never scared i really wasn't either and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it doesn't help a horror movie yeah. when you're not there's some weird imagery there's yeah, some weird there's imagery not, yeah, it's yeah. not like scary oh no but like you know you guys know what i'm no, talking yeah. about it was I almost just more chat. of a dark comedy Suspense. the whole time yeah and it to me the the comedy didn't really fit because i don't know if i call it situation comedy. where they try no like the joke of well, I've killed two people. How many have you killed? And they're sitting I in the thought car. That was funny. To me, the, the the joke is funny and it's well written, but it doesn't fit the movie that I'm watching. They're in this horrible situation, murdering people and <clears throat> themselves st- and all this stuff, and then you tell these jokes, and it's like it just doesn't fit. That whole the, scene the, I didn't like because the, the movie paused. Yeah, I that's what I was gonna say. I like the joke and everything, but I would like it better if they were in the car talking about and driving instead of just sitting there waiting when they know people are coming after them. They're just sitting there like. Having a talk, and it's just, yeah. it's not like they're that having an important me. talk. They're just like legit cracking a joke. And the daughter's like, let me. Oh. It just, it. Uh, Spoiler. I wanted to like the movie more. It's not a bad movie. I would recommend people watching it because I do think it's very good. And I do think the message is not only well thought out, but it's also unique. important. It's an important message to, to yeah. tell. Yeah. And I, Lapita Nuango's crazy. Oh, in it. Like, amazing. Unbelievably Winston good. Duke. Is, Winston Duke. The kids great. are great. The yeah, daughter, I like the daughter a lot. She was the, very good. The, the Eric. Younger, the younger kid he was fine like i didn't yeah, he, was he, he wasn't super hey eric was in it uh eric, eric hyde from and eric road trip <laughs> road trip anyway great he was funny is he the one who gets hit by the bus yeah that's the same yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> and that's the guy he's a tim and eric that skin <laughs> show you show me that so many i love it <laughs> oh it's so good that's i want to go as him for halloween or like road my doppelganger <laughs> i love great that sketch. sketch okay but uh yeah 
I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, great acting. Uh, great great theme. cinematography. Jordan Peele, good cinematography. Jordan Peele is unique. He's a visionary. He makes good movies. He does. And I'm excited to see whatever he, he makes has next. the skill set there. He will. We already know that, cowboy. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Talent Brothers podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. We also have uh, the We Know Nothing podcast coming back later this week. So keep an eye out for that. And, and uh, let's get it, boys.